Yeah, we are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. Vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect, because people on Facebook really need to understand that if you're going to make an argument, you should really follow through. And if you just shut the hell up when you're in a losing position, you're still in a losing position. Everybody saw it. Good job. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble all over the place. You can find me pretty much everywhere under that. S-H-U-J-I-N. Uh, yeah, we're we're a little down on hosts at the moment. Uh, not quite wild. Fill you in in a couple moments. Starting south of me tonight, over in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Good morning, Joey. Yeah, that mute button's around there somewhere. Yeah. <clears throat> um, morning. Uh, yeah, I keep myself muted at the start just so that, you know, no uh, extraneous noises. Fair enough. And from uh, not exactly home and outside of Washington, D.C., where, oh, my God, people are still with a job sometimes or thrown under. How many people have been thrown under a bus this week, do you think, by the way, Tech? Good morning. <laughs> um. I not know enough. One. Not enough from Capitol Hill, anyway. Mm. Uh, I'd, I'd like to see a, a certain Oompa Loompa get thrown under a bus. Well, proverbially speaking, mind you, because yes. I don't want to visit from those men in black. Because frankly, the shades just don't do it for me, guys. Try a headband, some you know, little ears, and maybe a pink uh, speedo, and dude, you got me hard. You know. Thanks ever so much. Well, I wanted to make sure that if they're going to come knocking on my door, at least they come prepared. Let me let me just illustrate the spectrum here. Dallin and Heretic Woman can openly say whatever they want on that subject. You, as an American citizen living in well near Washington D.C., who also happens to work on a military base in a post uh, a post Patriot Act. Uh, America probably shouldn't say it. Me being a veteran, they throw my ass in prison. Well, you're allowed to say it as long as you make, as long as it's understood that you're not saying it as a representation of the government, but as of your own personal opinion. As far as that's concerned, uh, you know. Like I, I said, proverbially speaking, under the bus, not I, I actually throwing them under the bus. Although, um, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll just leave it there right now. <laughs> so uh, here, here's the deal, guys. Her uh, woman is not with us right now, and I forgot that she's not supposed to be. Yay! Dallin uh, got in touch with me earlier, and he's sick as a dog. Um, sorry, man. You take care of yourself. Now, that leaves us with uh, two other people. Bridget and Joseph. You I don't have know to make where you are. I don't know where you are. <laughs> well, 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 we know what's involved with Joe making coffee, so, you know. We do. We do. And, you and got to squeeze it. <laughs> when we find you, we will get you on this show again. And you will hope 
that I'm nice about it because I will dock your pay. Oh, yes. Zero minus zero is damn. Don't start hard, the divide by zero. Don't do the whole divide by zero thing. Don't do that to me right now. Dude, it's Figure really it hard. I can't math this one. Don't do anyway. Anyway, for those of you that are live, by the way, hi, welcome to the show, and uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, Joshua, yes, it is I. Right now, you're the only one on. So if you are watching live, of course, please take advantage of the live chat system. It's somewhere on your screen for you. I don't know where it is. It's right there. I don't know where it is. Don't worry about it. Don't use my, don't use my, my fingerprint. Biometric, whatever the hell. It doesn't, doesn't work. So before we get rolling, uh, for whomever actually might be watching at the moment, which d- doesn't appear to be too many people, uh, oh, well, whatever. We'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, I have less than a week away from Cinco de Mayo, so, you know. Yeah, you know, it's true. That's true. That's true. So I have a question, and I'm posing it to all of you, which means that the hosts and whomever is watching at the moment, yes, I figured as much, um, you get to figure out what my uh, beer of choice is going to be this week, because I'm getting back to doing that again. Man, we'll see. Uh, no, no. I I picked another twelve. Uh, sorry, another six from the pick and choose from uh, the local uh, place around over here. So here are the choices tonight from the can department: coffee porter, twelve gates. All right, like twelve gates of hell. Could be uh, UFO pineapple. Yes. Mm. yes. Wait, uh, is that a cider or a beer? Because uh, I had a pineapple cider that was to die for. This luscious Hefweizen, Hefweizen, sure, bursts with tropical flavor. I'm not quite sure. It's got a 5.2 alcohol. It's a beer. Yeah. I'll go with that. Uh, and I, I've always said that I wanted to try a, a Guinness, so I found a Guinness Stout Drop. Uh, yeah, you might want to save that for another day. That's going to be uh, the tan can. It's a white can. It's a uh, well. I, it's I. I say it's tan, but you know whatever. Um, but not the classic black bottle with the gold Correct. harp on it. Okay, you probably should have started with you know Guinness Classic before going up to the uh, to the stout. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm just reading. It. All right. So from the glass collection, however, we have uh, uh, the world's oldest brewery, premium. Bavaricum, original premium. This is Va, uh, Weihenstephanifer. I, I, I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, it's German. I don't know. We'll go with that uh, bring, bring it back up. Weihenstephaner. Weihenstephaner. Never heard of it. Wiener yeah. Stephanie? What? It's, it's I, was hope, the, I was hoping seeing the label would help me recognize it. This is I, the only reason why I say I might recognize it is because I've had a, a fairly multinational. We like to think ourselves the multinational connoisseurs of uh, of a uh, liquid bread, yes, of brewed alcohol, liquid bread, right? right. Um, so, we, I should say it looks like Stephen. Our major contingent uh, being from America, uh, Germany, and the wonderful folks down at Australia. I'm here. I'm late to the party because reasons, but I'm here. Well, thank you. you. Are you drunk? You're welcome. 
Am I talking? Um, uh, let me see if my webcam. Are talking. you? Yes, you're talking. You're fine. I'm are you? Talking? I can hear you loud and clear, Bridget. It's it's just Joe messing with you. Okay, please. Throw, throw, <laughs> throw a keyboard at him. Uh, well, no drop a llama card has been thrown down on my wall, and I'm serious. <laughs> okay. Okay. So let me let me let me recap because you're 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 part of this also. Yeah. Uh, for the beer collection tonight, from the cans, uh, 12 Gates of Hell Coffee, <laughs> uh, UFO Pineapple. It's been uh, stimulated. Uh, we've got uh, Guinness Drauf. 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 Whatever. It's draft. What, what, it depends on that damn. I have never uh, seen that can before. Yeah. Uh, this is the one that we just got to. The Weird Steven. <laughs> <laughs> It's liquid. Uh, Vine, it's liquid dick. Vine stiffener. Vine stiffener. I can actually stiffener. have my husband come in and look at the bottle, and translate if he would like a direct translation. <laughs> it, it doesn't mention. Watch, um, it, watch it translate into Stevens Wiener. From probably would. From Goose Fulton Street. This is another coffee. Now here's no. where it gets interesting because I was not sure about this one, and I thought this should prove to be interesting. Blue Moon Belgian White. That one's good if you have an orange. Do you oh, have an orange? Yes. I do. Because you want to, you Dude. actually want to put orange into that beer. What you're, what you're trying to say is that it reacts well with citric acid. Yes. Gotcha. Or does it kind of resemble one of those dreamsicles, the orange vanilla thing? No, I don't know. Yeah. Again, this is another one of those things. I've never tried any of this stuff before. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm trying. We will see. Uh, and Trippin just made it. Hey, Trip. So you guys are going to help out on this one. Um, Trip, just for you, another one. All right. For those of you that are listening, you might want to like fast forward about 10 seconds. Trip, this is just for you. From the cans tonight, 12 Gates Coffee. From UFO. Pineapple from Guinness Drach from the glasses of uh, Weinstuber from a uh, goose Fulton another coffee and, and from Blue Moon Belgian white it is actually white inside the bottle as far as I can tell mm -hmm. so you guys uh, you guys try and figure all the stuff from here and uh, we'll see what happens and uh, troll hopefully not truth and advertising so to speak right because, I mean I, I don't want you to be you know walking around with green face and big ears and talking like Mike Myers because that, that would be sad really yeah, I have a cousin who's actually quite clever at marketing and doing quite well I could probably learn from her fair enough so uh, you guys will be able to try to figure out what you want me to try out drinking tonight, and we'll kind of work it from there. Well, but otherwise, I, I was just going to say that, honestly, I don't know who the hell owns it nowadays, but uh, Dr. Pepper from Dr. Pepper. Yeah, that's that's all well and good, but you know what Dr. Pepper tastes like. Um, uh -huh. I've been trying to find a, a beer that I like. Other than that, uh, other than that, um, uh, Angry Orchard, which was good stuff. Uh -huh. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying stuff again. I'm getting back to that. So. You ever get, if you ever get the chance, uh, Elliot Ness from Great Lakes. I think I saw that one. Great Lakes makes good beer. Yeah. Okay. Well, we will. Uh, we will see. Yeah, uh, it's 
I don't drink beer, but Blue Moon, that is the first beer that um, Bill Robbins bought for me the first time that we met in person in Memphis. And it was actually quite tasty. I don't like beer, but I enjoyed that one. Okay. Well, uh, not not all beers are created equal. True that. All right, so uh, we will see. Uh, we'll see what I'm going to try out. So you guys have uh, a little bit to help out with this. Um, TDTF, uh, I am too drunk to taste this chicken. <laughs> Why don't you just try grabbing some of the eels out of your hovercraft? It'll go easier. There, you know what? We'll figure we'll figure it all out from there. Uh, so you guys, you guys can kind of discuss for yourselves. Uh, you guys over in the live chat, go ahead and do whatever it is that you want to do and try and figure it out from there. And we'll see after I get done with my opening, what we're going to, what we're going to have me try out tonight. However, let me get everything rolling because uh, it's kind of one of those things with five minutes on the clock. Your five minute freestyle starts right now. Labeled off as uh, thanks, Bob. We know for well that um, Chad's an asshole. We don't like Chad. Chad's an asshole. But um, we like Bob. We lost Bob. For those of you that don't know about it, from the last time that we were on the air, we lost uh, Bob DeRoe from a little TV series you might have heard about, Schoolhouse Rock. Yeah. Bob DeRoe was the guy who wrote a good majority of the music it sang on a lot of it too and if you want to know who bob was bob was the guy who sang amongst others elementary my dear and he was the one who sang three is a magic number his voice was not what you would exactly call classic style he was not exactly the cleanest of singers Speaking as somebody who knows a little something about music. But he did something that few people can argue with. He did something that was impressive, delicious, that was in some ways exactly what we would want from people who are in a position to do. He taught. He was challenged with the idea of trying to find a way of having kids memorize information without realizing they were memorizing it. The idea was originally that, you know, somebody's kid was able to remember every damn word of a song that was popular in the day, but couldn't remember the stuff that he needed to learn for school. Multiplication tables for one. Nobody likes to go through it because, you know, it's, it's rote, because there's no other way of doing it. You just have to memorize it. You just have to memorize it. And ABC at the time, that would was an independent group, the American Broadcasting Company, before it was owned by Disney, got in touch with one of their advertising groups in New York City and said, this is what we want to do. So, okay, let's see what we can do about that. And Bob got to work, and he wrote, three is a magic number. And they took it, and they animated it, and they said, okay. And they did it. Starting from when I was four years old, 
1973, man. And it's stuff that I can still remember to this day, even without having referred to the music itself. Schoolhouse Rock is one of those things that, yeah, there are, there is a section of it that is specifically about America and American history. So it doesn't exactly translate out to all the other countries. But come on, man. Science Rock. Multiplication Rock. Grammar Rock. Dude, there is stuff that they taught us that who knew that you could get this through to kids where they would be looking forward to learning on a Saturday morning, looking through TV guide when it was still, you know, the thing to get and check and see what time is it going to be on? Okay. It's going to be on at nine 55 AM. Got to tune into ABC. Got to remember, set the clock, set the alarm, make sure that you're over there for it. All right. I'm ready. I'm ready. What's it going to be this time? What's it going to be this time? What's it going to be? Oh, victim of gravity. All right, 1950s. Here we go. Pompadour coming down. If you've seen these, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And these were on the air from the 70s. Man. Bob was not the prettiest face. Bob was not the most beautiful of singers. And he might not have had an exceptional career in music as far as to commercial but man he helped teach a generation and then another and then another if you don't have a copy of one of the anniversary editions of schoolhouse rock i don't care what country you're in you deserve it for yourself seriously it's good stuff Bob, as somebody who learned a lot because of you, thank you. And I wish you were still alive because I would love to ask, how the hell were you able to take the Declaration of Independence and set it to music? How the hell did you manage that? On behalf of kids that you will never know. Thank you. This is episode 209 on the docket, Your Honor. Learned something new this week. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it wasn't good stuff. It really wasn't. You might remember uh, a... I will be, uh, I will be nice for the moment. A gentleman drove a van over a bunch of people up in Toronto this past week, killed 10 of them because he claimed to be part of a group called incel, which translates to involuntary celibacy because couldn't get a date. Wasn't able to have sex with some woman or other. And basically he took it out on society. We're not talking about incel. Because we can pretty well agree, for the most part, that um, it's it's ludicrous. But what we're going to talk about is the level of I don't even I don't. What was the word that I used for it before again? Fanaticism. It's the only word that I could I could come up with for it. 
what this level of fanaticism does to people, does to society. And we're going to, we're going to use that, that Torontonian disaster as a touching stone and kind of go from there. So we will, uh, we'll be dealing with some stuff that's probably going to be a little uncomfortable, but um, welcome to the show. That's what we do. Now, normally, uh, I would uh, I would go ahead and toss over to, so to speak, shut up, uh, Heretic Woman for your update about uh, Rafe Badawi. Uh, unfortunately, she's not going to be here, and Dallin gave me some information yesterday, which was great, but he's not here to go ahead and share it. So, Dallin, I'm stealing your thunder, and, you know, tough shit, man. Stop getting sick. You know, whatever. Apparently, the Canadian Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, has put out more official word to Saudi Arabia to basically say, look, um, we'd really, really like to see how much you guys are really pushing for, you know, being real good with all the humanitarian stuff. So um, it'd be really nice if you were to, you know, let some of these people out of prison and get them out of your country. You know, specifically like Rafe Badawi, because, you know, we'd love to have him come visit for the remainder of his natural-born life. So... That's back on the official channels again. It's not stuff that's been repeated. It's new. So that's good. Unfortunately, we don't have any real word as to what the Crown Prince is doing just yet. So as usual, we have to kind of sit and wait. So with that in mind, as of the recording of tonight's show, this now marks five years, ten months, eleven days since Rafe Badawi was unjustly incarcerated for thought crime, our thoughts and our hopes are still with you and your family, man. We're still waiting. So anyway, um, so before we go ahead and get rolling with everything, uh, let me take a quick look over in the uh, over in the chat and find out was anybody saying anything as far as to what they suggest that I have? Let's uh, let's see. Uh, original Mountain Dew was to be mixed with gin or whiskey. You know what? I don't know. I I, I don't I don't drink this. Beer is good, especially Blue Moon was suggested. Troll, thank you. The yeah, answer Jeff. to that original question is yes. Big help, thank you. Absolutely, we appreciate that. Um, let's see. My answer is: if you want something that's basically not going to be too heavy for you, and it's not going to be too um. Like, I would extremely hesitate to recommend the Guinness at this time of night for you because it's just going to hit you like a ton of bricks with the the, the, the malty and hot flavor all, whatever. Hit, hit the blue moon. Go go relax and hit the blue moon. Okay. So uh, we, will, we will see. Uh, you know what, TD? I, I will. All right. Just for you, TD, I will, I will throw them all up one more time just so you can see and have because uh, I'm leaning towards the blue moon itself. Uh, what Tech was making reference to was the uh, Guinness Drach. So uh, that was the one. And we're always on at the same time. It doesn't matter, you know, what, whatever it's going to be. Uh, from UFO, there was a pineapple beer. Yes, it's, it's, it's beer. Uh, from uh, 12 Gates, a coffee, porter. From the glass collection, uh, the Goose, Fulton, also a coffee. The Jer... Uh, German, Bavarian, Bavarian, uh, we, we, we can, we can stop, uh, whatever the, I don't care, whatever, White, Weisenheimer, and, um, 
the one that's uh, apparently the high on the list at the moment, Blue Moon Belgian White, which is actually white inside the bottle. So there you go. Uh, so that's that's what we got to uh, need the orange. See, Trippin's saying it now. You got, dude, don't do that. Anyway, um, so we'll uh, we'll give it a couple moments and uh, let that float through to all of you guys, and we'll kind of run it from there. So let's uh, let's start off with the uh, with a quick and dirty question for everybody. Good lord, seriously! Oh god. Uh, for those of you that don't know, we have a we have our own text chat, and all of a sudden there is a wall of text that just came up on the side of the screen for me. So um, yeah, I don't know if that was supposed to be copy and paste like that, but uh, yeah. Okay, great. Got the message. Uh, yeah, I. I can't go and read the whole damn thing right now. So, um, uh, too long. Didn't read. Sorry. That's, that's the job of the host right now. We'll, we'll see how that works out. Um, so let's, let's start off with the, with the, with the first question of the whole damn thing. Um, besides me having read the article and heard about it and whatnot, uh, Joe, I know that you said that you, you didn't know about the, uh, the story until just a couple minutes before air. Yeah, uh, I suppose you could say I'm a little jaded with news as of late, and, you know, I just have better things to do with my time. But, uh, yeah, uh, this this was news to me. Um, and, the, we're, you know, to go even further, before even reading about this, I'd never heard of anything such as incel or anything of that sort. Yeah, that's pretty much the same way that I was when I heard about this one. And uh, Tech, I know for that you're muted out because you got stuff going on, so don't worry about oh, it. I'm here. No, no, oh. I'm just chopping onions right now. Um, I'm actually a frequent, avid user of Reddit. Uh, so much so, I actually have different dedicated Android applications for Reddit for different reasons. Um, I am a nerd. <sighs> Hi, I'm a nerd. My name's Unrenown Tech. Um, and I've heard of Incel because I'm a part of uh, the, I'm an egalitarian to keep it short and sweet. And I've heard of them. I've visited their forum or subreddit, as it's technically called. I've read their, basically what they're trying to put together in form of a manifesto of sorts. And it's, listen, guys, to anybody who's, proclaims to be a member of this community. I am not a handsome person. Okay. I have huge body issue images. Um, I fight obesity and lose much of the time. Um, I'm, I've got a lot of things going on that just do not make me an attractive person, but I came across somebody who loves me for my mind. You have to reprioritize what you're looking for in a, in a significant other when it comes to having them attract to you. Yeah, you might have physical attraction to a supermodel, but they may only be attracted to other supermodels, or they may only be attracted to people with money, or they may only be attracted to somebody who has a beard or no beard or earring or whatever. The case in point is, is that you're going to have a much 
and I've said this before and gotten kicked out with uh, uh, secondary accounts that I've created for the reason um, for saying that you're going to live a much happier life if you find somebody who's just going to love you for who you are. Instead of trying to make your life reflect like one of those assholes on television. Well, um, unfortunately you can't tell people that who have a particular mindset, it's a very toxic environment. Um, there's a lot of, uh, what are they, uh, parroting of, uh, mindset. Uh, there's a lot of, when it comes to, uh, thinking for yourself, it's, unless it goes along the lines of what they want you to agree with, it's discouraged. It's like, Oh wait, what's that word you use? Fanaticism. Oh yeah. That thing. This is something that's kind of difficult for me to grasp because, and I, I imagine it may have something to do with the fact that during those formative years of late teens, early twenties, where most folks are, you know, thinking about, hooking up and hanging out and, you know, college life and so on and so forth. I was more focused on just staying alive. Yeah. That, but yeah. But yeah, that would um, give you a different perspective, Joe, really a big different perspective for, for me. I wouldn't call myself involuntarily celibate. Uh, I ain't have, to be to be as blunt as possible, I've been laid in a period that can be measured in years, but that is that is a personal choice, and uh, plain and simple. I know this is probably going to tick somebody off, but boy, I just cannot stress the merits of masturbation. <laughs> You would be amazed at what a great stress reliever it is. There is actually a uh, sex doctor who's got a podcast. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Dr. Ruth. No no. <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about there's a, an, uh, one of the secular doctors. Dr. Ray. Dr. Daryl Ray. That's the one. He even, you know, he, he, he's he's in the industry and he even tells you you know what rub one out folks you need it you gotta get rid of that stress yep yep yeah uh bridge what's 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 one of his favorite opening lines with people <laughs> have you had a, have you had an orgasm today no, <laughs> okay. no. wait for it wait for it uh, right now i'm trying to actually remember i know it I see it in my head. It's hard to get it out, but it is funny. What's the last time? Uh, I do know this. I'm just having some in the chat. Uh, yeah, I need. I need. I need. I need. I mean, I know, but it's not coming out, and I see it in my head. I have that same problem all the time. Right. Wait. Wait a minute. Hold on. <sighs> we just had a phrasing issue that I didn't point out. Yeah, um, it, moving on. Speaking of yeah. points, <laughs> but, it's more Velcro. But you know, I w- I will say that hey, if nothing else, it does make for a good short cardio. Well, okay, it does. It does. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what, Bridget, what you're, Bridget, you're the medical professional. You can back me up on this. I will back you up on that. Um, and that applies to, you know, both men and women. Um, it can relieve tension and headaches and stress. Um, I don't yeah, you know. know. Careful. Say it helps with the stress. I mean, it can or it can cause headaches. It just depends on your body's reaction at the time and yeah. various factors. Um, you know, people are on a spectrum. Um, you know, all are not on the same spectrum of whether it's, you know, um, you know, their sexual drive or, uh, you know, whether they're, you know, on, on the spectrum of, a, you know, like an Asperger's type syndrome, um, you know, cognitive functions, people's cognitive abilities are not all the same. Um, some are, you know, severely autistic, some are on the spectrum. Uh, there are different flavors that are involved in those. And it's complicated and it can be fluid at times. It just depends on the situation and what that person needs at the moment. So remember, folks, and don't angry. Don't. And I don't know if you are familiar with David Mills or not in his stories. The guy who wrote... Um, I have the book and I can see it in my head. Um, uh, Atheist Universe or something to that effect. I have the book and I can see it in my head, but, you know, I'm having some issues with distraction at the moment myself with, um, you know, cognition or your know, cognitive abilities like Kate has. Um, that was on last week, Bionic Dance. Um, but anyway, he is pretty open about his real doll. He posts publicly about his real doll, Taffy, and, you know, advocates for real dolls. And, you know, he's un unashamed and unbashed about it. And he poses with Taffy everywhere. I almost bought one. And to him, it was worth that investment of, you know, $7,000, give or take, you know, to get her. And he highly recommends her. And he'd rather do that than pay for sex. And, and you know, he's, he's to uh, throw a term out there that people, you know, should be able to recognize as like he's a horn dog. And unabashed yeah. about it. Well, you know, the more you use it, the more it pays for itself. Right. He's gotten his money's work out there and has the, the means and the money to pay for it and highly recommends Taffy and poses unabashedly about her and has been, you know, cited in publications about the benefits of having her and he loves Taffy and he Yeah, like not getting arrested. Like I, I love Taffy too. Well that is that is the name. The model is actually called um Renee. That is the specific model that he has, but he renamed her Taffy and he is in love with Taffy. And Taffy goes with him everywhere. And Does anybody else want to go down to the boardwalk now? You know, um, he, there, there are pictures of him posed with Taffy everywhere, and they're actually kind of funny. And if you Google for the images, they're out there. He has no shame. We will have to, we'll have to edit. We'll have to, it's not yeah. safe for work. Trust me on that one. But she does look and feel very realistic. But you see, here's the thing. 
here's where there's the one of the big differences going on here is that having lurked, so to speak, in the subreddit for a long time, I can confidently say that a lot of the members that are vocal are not comfortable with their bodies or with themselves. Whereas you're talking about a guy who has learned to become comfortable with those ideas, what, regardless of how long or short period of time it took, he became comfortable accepting of these things. You have a group here that are living in denial and becoming fanatic about it. And it doesn't matter if it's the incels or feminists or meninists or religious theocratic, whatever, anytime something becomes fanatical, bad shit starts happening. Yep, that's the truth. A couple of things I need to uh, clarify and make sure that we've got. Uh, As far as to all the stuff that we talked about, I will try to make sure that we get all those in the show notes so everybody can kind of follow up on that at their discretion. Remember, because there's there's stuff about that. Um, TTTF, uh, you cut that shit out. I know exactly what it is that you're doing. You cut that out. Okay? I know what you're doing. You cut it out. Just stop right there. Uh, what else was there that I was going to... Uh, let's see. Um, uh, also, by the way, uh, Bridget, uh, I'm not going to... Ex- actually, yeah, I, I, I will because I, I, can't, yeah. I can't get in trouble for this one. Uh, yeah. Even my wife, when she was alive, because, I mean, she can't talk after she's dead, right. would say that masturbation actually helped with um, pains from menstrual uh, issues. And, pains. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, there's that. Water retention, headaches, blood pressure, stress, all sorts of things. Some people would giggle afterwards. Some people would cry. It was a release. I mean, it's just a thing. Yep. Uh, people's uh, reactions are different and they're fine. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, the next time that there's uh, another. Uh, supposed apocalypse and rapture. Get all the blow up dolls, helium tanks, and have fun with everybody's expense. Yeah. And item last. Um, oh, I remember the catchphrase. I'm sorry. What how was old? How old were you when you first masturbated? Thank you. It's about time. There you go. Took me a little, little digging, but you know, it's, it's in there somewhere, rattling around. So that's good. I'm glad you were able to finally get a handle on that one. That's that's, oh. that's just perfectly fine. Um. You, you Speaking had, of handling on something, I got to go AFK for a moment. You sure. do that. And uh, would somebody finally make a decision? Which am I going to drink? God, I'm I'm sitting here. I'm waiting. Which one? The blue moon? Because that seems to be what some folks are just start, like. Start with the blue moon. We'll take it. Take it from. Take it from someone with plenty of experience on the uh, subject. Fine. Uh, that would be Bill Robbins at the bar. Okay. That's that's. Perfect. I don't know. So, you guys. You got. Uh, even Shujin does not know of the level of experience that I have with this matter. You have to remember, I come from an Irish Catholic family. Well, yeah. I'm a veteran, and I hang out with Australians and Germans on a regular basis. However, for Bill Robbins, with my experience, it was like, "Are do you like beer? And I'm like, no, not really. If that's all that there is, and it's very ice cold, and I'm thirsty, it will work. He's like, um, I'll buy you a beer. What kind? And I was like, I really have no idea what's good because I'm not a beer person. And he's like, how about mm, how about trying a blue moon? Those are on sale. And I was like, 
Okay, why not? And it wait, was a wait, 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 the way it was supposed to. Um, let me let me get this straight. Our good, our good buddy Bill, uh-huh. Bill Robbins from from Barroom Atheist, uh-huh. who, who who knows his beer because well. I mean it's it's right in the title of his show. Right. He intentionally said, "I will buy you beer that's on sale because you don't know what you like, so I'm going to get the cheapest shit I can." Hey, no, hey, hey, it wasn't. Hey. No, no, in, no, it wasn't. In his defense, uh-huh. he. Didn't buy her a PBR. Exactly, because that is a deal breaker right there, and he knows better. Okay, what what is what is a what is a what is Pat's, Pat's blue, blue ribbon. ribbon? Uh yeah, I got a, Pat's a, blue a, ribbon a, on my belt. Sorry, what? A, a travesty everywhere. A travesty. In it the is of beer, and it's it's not tasty. It's like water under a canoe, but it's the hipster thing for some reason that I don't understand. I'll tell you what, if, if people are serving Paps, Paps Blue Ribbon, uh, you know what, just if we're going for crap, just give me a cord light. Exactly. I, I, I drink Paps Blue Ribbon because it's not about the taste. It's because I'm a hipster or something. You want to do that? Um, let's see. There were, uh, there were guys... When I was in college, freshman year, mm. you're 18, 19. Some guys, I, I, I heard a couple of RAs say, yeah, did you hear the guys from whichever whichever group it was? I forget. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got they got busted for bringing in beer. Yeah, but they were busted bringing in gobbles. Why? Yeah. Uh, as as I understood, Yeah. As I understood, gobbles was uh, one step above carbonated horse piss. <laughs> That's a direct quote from one of the RAs. Well, I would have probably put it like making love under a canoe and say, Do you understand the reference? Fucking like water. <laughs> just, you know, if, if people are going to bring in horse swell, mm-hmm. let them drink it. That's punishment enough. Mm, they may not know any better, or they may be trying to go by price and not. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Just like I joke about Mad Dog 2020. Yeah, let them drink a couple pictures of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's about quality and not quantity and whether you enjoy it or not. Unless your goal is to get, you know, raging wasted, then you go for what's cheapest and just knock them back. And that's, that's, yeah. is. Buy a bottle of 151, chug until you pass out. Have a nice day. I don't get wasted on beer. Uh -uh, uh -uh. And I have said this before, and you might think I'm a snob, but whatever. Um, Beer is recreational (laughs) for me, but not to the level of getting wasted. For that, I rely on whiskey. Right. (laughs) And good whiskey. To, to more least, and Jameson. Uh, well, uh, I don't know about that, but uh, Tullamore and whiskey, or Tullamore and uh, Jameson are two of my immediate go-tos. Uh-huh. Holy shit! There she is. <laughs> Good morning, heretic woman. See, I'm a vodka guy myself. 
Heritage woman. How you doing, darling? I'm all right. Just uh, right. just blew in from the theater. Ah. And how was the uh, David Bowie's junk? No, no. Oh, one theater. Bam a lot. Uh, Excellent. Uh, well, tech. Just to give you a quick reply to your commentary, tech. Uh, I used vodka to decrease engines. That's the great reason why you should drink this. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, and this is a true anecdote from my my team in twenty years, and this is a true story. And this is also a lesson learned that I, you know, took notice of. This is not a good idea. Someone had challenged him to chug some pure grain alcohol, you know, not very much of it. Um, he had rather full lips. He was also a smoker, and his lips literally caught on fire as he lit that cigarette. And that was not mm. the brightest idea. That, that is really is flammable, and I would not drink it. <laughs> that, is that is what we in the business drinking call a damn good night. Yeah, but not light a cigarette and catch your lips on fire. That's not the goal. Trust me, it gets it gets so much worse. This is where everybody's greatest anecdotes come from. For example, uh, Superman. And Eugene knows what I'm talking about when I say Superman. No, I don't. Oh, you don't remember? Yeah. Friend of mine. Uh, okay. You're not white boy wasted. In my in my early days of drinking, when I was still in the army and still stationed over in Korea. Oh, oh, yeah, okay, that one. Okay, that never one. mind. All right, we'll, we'll we'll not talk about that. By the way, uh, Heritage, real quick. Yes. Uh, apparently, this was the choice tonight. Ah. So we've we've got that, and uh, we'll we'll fill you in on the rest of the stuff uh, later. later. I'm actually liking this stuff so far. So, yes, no, good. Uh, yeah, fine, and. Um, I don't know. There was there was something else I was going to uh, fill you in on. Uh, anyway, oh, that uh, that uh, Justin Trudeau has basically told uh, Saudi, uh, "It'd be really nice of you to finally let him go." I don't know if you heard about that one. No, I did not. That's good. Yeah. So there's there's going to be that in the news. It's it's new news as opposed to the old stuff that had been recycled. So that's it's back it, on the back on the forums again. Honestly, it probably got lost in the hoopla for Monday. So. Yeah, which is part of the reason why you ended up talking about it. All right, so let's 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 get back on track with the whole damn thing. Uh-huh. Um, Toronto's police, holy shit! Whoever the hell you were, yeah. whoever the hell you were, um, I'm 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 absolutely uh, I I I I could not be more proud unless I had dual citizenship with Canada directly because holy. Balls yeah. was he great? He was he was great. It's interesting. There was a video um, that I saw. I think it was Tuesday. It might have even been. Yeah, I think it was Tuesday. And I think it was the same person who shot the bulk of the takedown video. And I mean that guy just kind of hung around for whatever reason, but it was uh, somebody shooting a cell phone video and they're walking around the scene shortly after the guy was arrested. And he's like, you can hear the guy shooting the video go, is that him? Is that him over there? And somebody's like, yeah, man, that's the cop over there. And he actually goes, he's like, officer, officer. He's like, 
amazing job. Thank you. And like shook his hand. And then the cop's like, yeah, yeah, thanks. Okay. Now get lost. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like, you know, okay, you're not supposed to be here. Yeah, Thank piss you. Off now. Now. Thank um, you. But I, I said to my husband, I took one. I watched that video several times. Sorry and about I that. just said, if you see that, there is no fucking excuse for any cop to shoot an unarmed man. I don't care what, you know, especially a black person, but there's, there's no reason for that to happen. And it's quite obvious. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's quite obvious that the officer got close enough that he saw the guy didn't have a gun and that was the end of it. In fact, I don't know if you saw, um, near the end right before he got the guy down on the ground not only did he stop to go and shut off his siren on his cruiser but he actually holstered his weapon and took out his baton because he knew the guy didn't have a gun and the guy's sitting there like shoot me shoot me in the head shoot me and the yep. guy cops like no he literally oh. said no <laughs> yeah because Th that's he, I was that's just going to say that that's well yeah that's what he wanted and you know after what he did no we're not going to shoot you you got a lot to answer for exactly yep. exactly and, and as as somebody who was on the outside of the whole damn thing and i will admit i'm lay guy my dad was a cop yes but i i didn't do that through through this stuff if i'm a cop and i've got a gun trained on somebody and somebody after all of this stuff is all of a sudden just out there visibly does not have a weapon and is saying shoot me shoot me in the head no you're trying to do the you're trying to do suicide by cop and i don't mm -hmm. want that on my conscience and yeah. you you've got like well, like just said you got stuff to answer for and yeah, to they, me it wouldn't even be a matter so much as i don't want to be responsible for it. it's like no you're a dickhead who just killed 10 people. I'm not giving you anything you want. Yeah. I don't care what it is. <laughs> it's more or less giving him an out and doing him a favor. Yep. Yes. Yes. And, and there were people I saw saying, Oh, you know, now the taxpayers have to pay to house him and they should have just shot him. I'm like, no, no, as, as said taxpayer who would have to pay for this guy. Cause he lives in my province. And down the road from me, uh, I'm quite happy for my taxes to go to housing this jerk. If there's any way that a we can find out what the hell he was thinking, and b prevent anything like that happening again, and the only way we're going to do that is if somebody can crack his noggin and get him to talk about it and figuratively try, try yes, figuratively shrink it. <laughs> you know, this may sound just a little bit vindictive. But after what he's done, the only the only downside to him being imprisoned is that he can he only has one lifetime worth yes. to to uh, regret. Yes. <laughs> but in the, the thing, oh, sorry, Tech. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, and if you read some of the, I don't know if any of you guys have read any of this incel crap since then. Um, you missed earlier. Okay, I did. Uh, just the the abject wallowing 
that goes on there and the fact that that's what these guys want like he wanted to be able, okay now they're gonna kill me and i'm gonna be all done and i've made my mark yeah it, it's taking away that desire taking away what he wants and it, in a way it's like yeah you're such a loser you can't even do suicide by cop because you're such an idiot so riffing off of that part where you were talking about being a taxpayer you know, in reference to police officers here in the States, here in the United States of America and things going on, as a taxpayer, I would rather my taxes going to put somebody in life in prison or, or going yeah. through the court system. You know, if they find them guilty in the punishment for that particular crime is death by electric chair, lethal injection, whatever, fine, so be it. But I'd rather pay for that than to pay for the lifetime of counseling for the police officer who mm. was given piss poor training and forced to take a life because of it and has yes. to deal with that now. Yeah. Just yeah, like my absolutely. just like my country's soldiers, my military and everything else. I may have qualms about my government, but I will always support my military. They're doing the things out there that I don't think I could do. I'm not sure. I might be able to, but I'm not sure what I would be like afterwards. And I know for a lot of these people, they come back. They're they're completely changed. You know, I work with yeah. them. And when I hear any politician saying that they want to take away or trim the fat you know, for veteran services or things like that, that makes my blood boil. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Joe, you wanted to say. Now, um, I, I completely harmonize with everything that you guys have gone ahead and said. I will say this much, though, and hear me out because it's going to sound crazy a, a little bit at first. But go for it. I'm, I'm going to step in here and say just a quick thing in the defense of the majority of these incel uh, identifiers. Nobody's calling you crazy. Mm -mm. And here's the thing I have to say about it, and I've said it again, and I will continue to stress it because it is a truth that so very few people pay attention to. You can take any demographic and find the crazies. They're everywhere. You can have somebody who signs on to help out with a Sunday school, or you can have somebody who you know, goes picketing with Westboro Baptist Church. You can have somebody who identifies as a Muslim and lives their life by those rules. And then you have somebody who blows up a federal building. You, it doesn't matter what group. Crazy is crazy and you will find it everywhere. Yeah. The, uh, and, and that's exactly the thing, you know, we, we constantly have to try to remind ourselves that, you know, society and every slice of it is a bell curve. They're going to be the majority of us are somewhere in the middle of the bell curve. But then there are going to be those people who are on way either side who are either, you know, really nuts or really lax. And that's that's part of the problem that we've run into now. I mean, we have far too many situations that. This type of um, this type of fanaticism has done to us. Yeah. So, in in closing on that comment, the one thing I want to stress: 
is that we are not in any way blaming members who identify themselves as part of it and sell. They had no, they had nothing to do with this. These were the deliberate actions of an individual and only that individual should be held accountable. It's just like when they find somebody who's atheist, who has done something wrong. Atheism doesn't go and promote bad actions. Atheism just says, it's a label. You don't believe in a God, period. End conversation. Have a nice day. There are other things out there that will encourage violence. There are definitely things in certain religions that encourage violence. Things that are dogmatic in nature might encourage fanaticism. But the, um, the concept of incel doesn't really do that. Just like it, it, it's a label. Now, the people who willingly label themselves that way can be fanatic about their label. Mm-hmm. But the label itself doesn't breed fanaticism. So, like yeah. Joe said, you will find crazy everywhere you look. What What's unfortunate, though, and I now I don't. You guys know I did a, our show about this on Monday before any of this actually we knew about any of this. Uh, I'd done some research for that, of course, and reading things and. I went back to some of those places where I had been reading posts and things and the number of people who at least outwardly were on that particular bandwagon was really scary. Oh yeah. (laughs) Incredibly scary. So how many billions of people do we have on this planet? That shit number is scary. Yeah. Yeah. And, and 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 again, it's not that the label inherently denotes that, but there is a, a, a an alarmingly sizable group within the group that seem to be of that mindset, which is what I think. What we were talking about on the show, and um, we had Dr. Schloss with us to talk about it, and he said, like, he didn't know anything about incels before i approached him about the show which was like three weeks ago and he's like in what (laughs) so he went as a good doctor and did research and came back and his one of the first things he said which is really eerie at the top of the show he's like you know my concern is is that somebody will will act on these expressions and we mentioned the guy from California and he gets enough press so I don't feel like mentioning his name but the guy that Toronto guy was was louding and Richard was like oh shit it's already happened I'm like yes unfortunately blah 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 we talked about that and then I get off the air and look up oh what news has there been about the attack and I just about fell out of my chair (laughs) so but that was the, one of the first things he said was that I see a possibility that there are people who are are into that mindset to the level that they could act on it, and boom. And there's as, as, as creatures of logic, we look for reasons. We look for things to explain something. So when we yeah. find out that you know somebody has done something and oh, they're part of this group. 
uh, and this group, you know, yeah, okay, that makes sense. It must be because of this group. No. No. That bothers me the most is the fact that they don't eject uh, misogynists. True well, they... men who absolutely hate women. Like, just like there are women who absolutely hate men, right? Um, what, uh, whatever the name for that is, I forget. It begins with an M as well. Miss Andrew. Miss Andrew. Miss Andrew. Yeah, there we go. Uh, thank you. And um, like in the men's rights activist group, in the men's rights movement groups, they tend to find when they find people like this, they tend to kick them out and go, listen, that kind of toxicity and hatred is not productive. Get the hell away from us. Whereas the incel group, some members welcome, other members just ignore them. And neither action is positive. No. And and that's what I noticed is a lot of the people who were like, well, we don't condone violence and we don't condone what this guy did. But when you see the threads where a bunch of people are posting like that, they don't step in and say, hey, moderator, get rid of this post or shouldn't this person be disciplined or, or whatnot? Yeah. Yes, Bridget, Bridget, you were going to say. Yeah, um, I was going to say that, you know, from a logical standpoint and previous experience with, you know, doing system analysis and working with, you know, groups and subgroups and, you know, group restrictions and either or, and, you know, also experience with doing, you know, triage, um, you know, you have to think of a, you know, working, I mean, at least for a mental health expert, um, they have a working diagnosis that they are looking, you know, for things, but that can be changed uh, based on evidence. And it's kind of a fine art with some people. Some are better and quicker at it than others, but they have to have a working name for a thing and then work yeah. down from there. Um, and that is the way that, you know, systems work. It makes sense. That's the way that you triage and filter and prioritize and some people are very good at doing that. Some people are eh at doing that, but that is, there's a validation process. And if there are any conflicts, it will get people stuck on a thing. Mm-hmm. And after they get that conflict resolved, the validation process continues. And that is you know, a, a cognitive dissonance. Um, you know, that's the way that works in someone's brain. And you have conflicting yeah. ideas, but they're both contradictory and you're not, aware that that's happening until someone is able to gently, you know, explain it to you well from another approach. And the problem in society right now is people are so hung up on, well, this label is this and this label is that. They're trying to change the definition of labels and words do have specific meanings for a reason. The flavor of slang does change. Mm-hmm. I am not one that I'm going to call out people publicly for that. That is not my role. My role is to pull them aside, quietly explain, you know, with understanding that any kind of dogmatic black and white thinking is dangerous for whatever reason of whatever kind. Um, there are, you know, a general group. There are subsets of that group and other subsets of that group. And if you were to compare one group against another and do a Venn diagram, 
you know, there are going to be various things that overlap and there are going to be outliers, but you can look for a trend. And um, if something is not within that area uh, of a, you know, um, well, actually what I'm trying to say is if, if there are things in that area that overlap, it's a very delicate balance to keep everyone in check and happy because there's going to be conflicts and conflict resolution is an issue in this society. And part of the problem is you have people who are dogmatic about, you know, these are my, you know, um, standards and this is non-negotiable. You have other people that are like, I'm willing to at least listen to what you say. I might not agree with it. If you do make some valid points, I will, you know, step aside and say, good point. I need to do some more thinking. I am willing to work around with that and adjust gradually and not shock the hell out of people. Then you have other contingent who will break out the clue bat at the first instance and then try to do a takedown and, you know, call on the posse and take them down. And right now, uh, that seems to be the default setting of society is people are on a crusade one way or the other and takedown culture is real and they will call you out and take you down. And if you're a little guy, you know, there is no solution, no good one. There is going to be damage. They will probably succeed in putting you under if you're little. And if you're too big to fail, there's not a thing you can do about it. Um, and, and, and dogmatic thinking is destroying the society. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't help that people are exchanging one set of dogma for another and not willing yeah. to step aside and reassess, maybe adjust a little bit. You can't accommodate everyone ever. It is simply not possible. If people are going to be offended over, um, you know, uh, 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 you're misspeaking a word because you're from a different generation and you're not sure what the uh, current context is. I mean, words have medical def definitions for a reason. And I am not going to call you out and say, well, you're saying, you know, triggered, triggered. And, you know, you don't know what that looks like. Blah, blah, blah. Um, what I am going to do is quietly pull them aside and say, you might need to step back and reassist. Not that I am calling you out publicly for appropriation. Um, you might want to dial back a lot, a little bit. I'm not trying to judge you. I am not trying to tone police you. I am trying to mitigate damage that this is going to cause and create and blood sport is not good. I understand why it's happening. I understand and I see around me um, that it's a societal issue all around, whether it's a football team, whether it is you know, your religion, your employer, your alma mater, um, you know, reality TV or whatever, people are willing to take down a call out and crash and burn everything because they're not going to change their minds and you cannot reach them and you have to cut them loose and let them go if they're toxic to you. Um, some people do not agree with that viewpoint. Some people will never agree with that viewpoint. That is not my issue. Um, I am not responsible for what other people do. I do not want people advocating on my behalf because if I can ask, you know, if I need help, I will ask. Um, do not jump in and call the police on me because I've got this, you know, that's why I throw out 
little things because of my issues that I have several people that are in various subgroups and that is just me. People who know me understand that. Uh, they know that I do not call out people and try to take them down, but I will call them aside and PM them and say, I'm throwing out this. This is what this means. And I am not threatening you. I'm not going to destroy your life if you, you know, do anything. But this is not going to happen on my wall personally. It is not up to debate if I'm not up to it. If I cannot inform a well-reasoned opinion and, you know, actually think things through, I still struggle with coming, you know, jumping to a conclusion, but, you know, not blurting it out, you know, stepping back, thinking through it really quickly, and then, you know, maybe editing a post before I actually put it out there. I try very hard to do that. People think that I'm trying to coddle people. That is not the reason. I have reasons that are mine. And uh, people who actually know me know that, you know, I am coming from a good place and trying to assist because I see what is going on. There are some steps that I can take to try to assist. And if you're going to call me out and take me down for trying to navigate and help and try to help the videos, then, you know, you can fuck off. People who know me know what I am doing. They trust my judgment. And it is, you know, when I throw out the drama llama, drama is not going on in my wall. That is a clue to just shut it down on my wall and take it elsewhere because I'm done. And if that card is invoked and I have invoked it, now is not the time. I need some me time, and I'm going to step back for the mess, and then I am going to go clean up whatever shit show is on my wall, but I am not responsible for anything going on there right now. And I, if you cost me my dear friends over this, I will not try to destroy your life, but I will give you an explanation. I will toss you out the airlock and say, I'm sorry I had to do this. I love you dearly. You will be missed, but you're gone for me. And that is how I roll. If I need to. Okay. And um, so I'm just throwing that out there. I'm in triage mode and problem solving mode. And, you know, I'm, I'm doing it. It's kind of sloppy. But, you know, um, that that is where I'm at right now. Part of it is this, you know, takedown culture. That's not all of it. But, you know, there's so much chaos going on right now that I, you know, I'm having issues dealing with that myself and I'm having to step away and recess and say, I'm throwing out the popcorn, have fun. If there is anything that comes back and harms me and you try to take me out, I do have a posse. I am not responsible for anything that they do. And if I throw that signal, it's on and I'm stepping back and watching and, you know, thank you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Joe, yeah, you were trying to get in there a couple times. You know, it's, it's fine. Um, two things, one short, one not so much. Uh, do we just lose? We'll see what happens in a couple moments. Um, it's happened already once or twice before. So yes. Yep. Nobody can blame her for going hell 9,000 on that one anyway. <laughs> anyway, go on. Um, two things. One... 
triggered, you know, that word gets thrown around a lot. For me, triggered means something on both a humorous and somewhat darker note, if you know my history. Uh, Mm -hmm. Triggered means something entirely different for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Secondly, and again, this probably won't be as short. um, Like I said before, with with the systems that uh, Bridget had uh, talked about early on, they're all based on logic. It is a product of logic. Most of society is a product of logic nowadays because we are logical creatures. We we look to explain things. And, you know, forgive me for going Ayn Rand for a moment here, but A is A. Well, yeah, yeah, but I'm also uh, addressing this from a philosophical point of view. No, I know. Uh, I'm, a, I'm sorry. For, a, for those of you that are that are listening, I'm sorry. I, I'm proudly wearing my my first science shirt. So on the front it says "Not just science." So it's the whole logical aspect. Sorry. Um, cool. A is A, and if something is wrong, then it must be. There must be a reason. Something that people too often forget is that you know, all of that is logical. All of that makes sense. Something people forget is. Crazy defies logic. Crazy spits in the face of sense. You you can't just explain it away. I mean, yes, it has triggering factors. Yes, there are physical and biochemical and all these other things that can be associated with it. But when we're talking about full-on fucking crazy here, pardon my French, je ne sais pas. I have no idea. Um, but yeah, crazy happens. And sometimes, yes, there are underlying minor uh, uh, relations to that, but crazy is crazy. And you can't you can't pin crazy on an idea or a, uh, a philosophy or anything of that sort. You have to look at the individual. Yeah, there's there there's something to be said for that. I mean, let's let's face it. One of the all right. I'm not gonna be tipping Godwin over on this one exactly, but. The starkest example of the whole damn thing is the World Trade Center in New York City. How many millions and billions of otherwise peaceful Muslims are there in the world versus how many did what they did? And forgive me, uh, I'm... I was, I was born in Brooklyn. My kid's going to be down in New York City uh, in, soon for uh, for a trip. So you know, it's it's kind of hot and heavy on my mind. The biggest problem that we've got is that fanaticism, no matter what the group that people might be involved with, people are involved with so many possible groups and so many possible labels. It's almost impossible almost to try to isolate 
one specific thing that set them over the edge. Usually. But the problem of it is, once you've been able to zero in on where that basic causality is, you can start to put together a, I mean, you don't need a corkboard, you know, red string to connect all the dots, but you start to put together a collection of uh-huh. things that make sense after the fact. So you can try to figure out and not whole, have something happen again. The whole, <coughs> excuse me, the whole sanity is a lot like gravity. All it takes is just a little push. But, you know, you said you wouldn't tip Godwin's law, but you know what? Screw that. I'm going to. Uh, <laughs> everybody has, well, okay, not everybody, because some people actually understand this, but uh, the, a, a popular idea is that, well, all the Germans of 1930s and 1940s were Nazis, and Nazis are bad, okay? Uh, no. You actually would be very surprised at how many Germans who even were participating in the German army of the time, the Wehrmacht, were not Nazis. They were vehemently opposed to Nazism. And there are multiple documented uh, cases of when given the opportunity, these these individuals in their groups were able to turn the tables and actively fight against the Nazis. For example, there's one really great, uh, uh, makes for a really good story, actually. Uh, There was a German unit that had been surrounded and captured by an American unit. And they surrendered. Meanwhile, up on a hilltop fortress, there was an SS unit. Now, those those guys were Nazis. You had to be a Nazi to be in the SS. Well, yeah. Uh, and those that German unit fought with the Allied unit against the SS unit. Good on them. So, no. One label is never going to be enough. You have to look. You have to look at the big picture. See, the biggest problem that we've got with all this is, like like Joe said, you know, fanaticism is his own level of crazy. That's really, really damn difficult to try to understand. And, you know, a, another good example was with with the German army. Yeah, there was a lot. There were a lot of dissenters, but you got to remember they did what they were told because, A, they feared for their lives or their families. They were coerced or and in the case of Oscar Schindler, uh, the uh, he saw a chance for profit, which granted we're all only human and we're all looking for profit. And he realized too late, but he did realize that what the price of that profit would be and did what he could to reverse that situation. Yeah, Tech, I saw that you brought... There's one other thing that people forget, too, about Nazism. They also put in play uh, the system for indoctrination. And when you indoctrinate somebody into a system, 
you are taking away their ability to fight back in many cases, depending on uh, the methods that you're using, the age ranges that you're targeting. So like, for example, indoctrination in Catholicism, they got you at birth, you know, and just nonstop, nonstop. The deck is so stacked against you that it still surprises me. Having been in there and getting my way out, it still surprises me that people who are like in the middle of the Bible belt, just like over their heads deep in this stuff, still manage to find their way out. The problem with indoctrination is that it poisons logic. It get, yeah. it tries to give you the explanations first before you have any experience. It tries to give you the explanations rather than you deducing logically what the what the explanation for a particular thing is. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and nobody knows that one on this group better than better than Bridget at this point. I mean, we've yeah. said on so many occasions, you you had you had shit drilled into you, and you had to fight your way through. I did, and you know, I I understand where people are coming from as far as that is so hard to uh, change that that mindset, especially when you have you know uh, genetic and or situational causes you know um, together, and it you know it gets it can get very ugly. That's why I do try to, um, you know, my motivations are well intended. I will make mistakes because I am human. I am a humanist because that is my label. Um, there are several subgroups that happen to overlap and, you know, I know what my boundaries are and what my limits are. And if I need to step back and reassess, I will quietly do so. And it's not because I'm going to, you know, try to take you down. It is because that is where I'm at and I need, and I am not able to do anything but that, um, you know, logically because, you know, triage is going on and I'm prioritizing. And these are the priorities at the moment. They may shift from moment to moment, right. You know, as I need to navigate things and bear with me until, you know, I ride whatever situation out. I'm trying to mitigate damage here. That is where I'm at. I, this is not, time to try to interfere because work is being done that you are not aware of and you will not sabotage it. Just don't. And I will give an example and it's very short, sweet to the point, And it actually got through and the deer in the headlights, what happened and, um, and it worked because you have to find different approaches. Um, and this is, you know, from a, a psychiatric standpoint, you know, dogma, indoctrination, all that. Um, earlier this week, a couple of days ago, I'm not sure the exact day because I'm not even sure what day of the week it is, um, you know, but there was a huge win. And it was a preacher that was outside of an abortion clinic. I will not name the location or anything like that uh, or the state because, you know, TMI. Um, but a friend quietly pulled him aside and said, um, you know, sir, may I speak with you? And he was just, you know, getting all defensive and all this stuff. Cause he's like, he said, you know, well, we know what the Bible says that, you know, homosexuality is a mental illness and mm-hmm. homosexualities are going to, you know, homosexuals are going to burn in hell and all that. 
and she just tapped him politely. And she said, I just have a couple of questions for clarification. I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to, you know, tell you that you're right or you're wrong or argue with you. Um, just stop and listen to me for a second. Can you do that? And just answer just a straight up yes or no. And, um, you know, we'll work from there and, and I'll show you something. And just, um, this is coming from a good motivation. Just hear me out. And he's like, okay, you know, and, and she said, so you said that you think that, you know, homosexuality is a mental illness. And he said, yes. And you also just said that homosexuals will burn in hell. And he said, yes. And she's like, okay, um, have you had algebra? And he's like, why are you asking me this? And she said, okay, um, if you have had algebra, then you know that A equals B. This is correct. He said, yes. And she said, so B equals C. Is that also correct? And he said, yes. And so by definition, A equals C. Is that a true statement? And the headlights went on and he was thinking about it. And he's like, yes. And she says, so just for clarification, if A equals B and B equals C, then A must equal C. Is that true or false? And he said, yes. And she said, so what you are saying, actually, if you think of it that way, is that people with mental illness are going to burn in hell. That is correct. Mm -hmm. Is that not? And he went, oh, I yeah. might need to do some more thinking about that. And she's like, that's all I'm asking is just think it through. And I'm not saying that you're right or that you're wrong. I'm just asking you to stop and think, what do you do with that information now? And he's like, I'm going to have to go do some thinking on that. And she said, that's all I'm asking mm -hmm. you to do. And he recognized it and he conceded the point and he dialed it back and said, I need to think some more. And she said, that's all I ask. And see, he got it. That is a win. That is the way to do it. That is. And see, that's that's the biggest problem that we end up with with fanaticism. Most people who get to the level of what we would otherwise consider fanatics, unfortunately, will not listen to logical arguments. Yeah. And that's the biggest problem that we end up with. And yeah, Joe, I'm not surprised that you're, you know, you're chomping at the bit straight away for that one because, you know, that's exactly what you're talking about. We're actually the antithesis of what you're well, talking about. Fan fanaticism, indoctrination, all that kind of stuff, it mm -hmm. flips it flips the logical process. Mm -hmm. Instead of looking for the conditions, uh if instead of looking for an explanation for the conditions, you're looking for the conditions for what explanation you already have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah, that is showing you in a loving way that is non-judgmental. This is, this is what you just said. Is that right or just, and he's, you know, he's, he's not, you know, um, one of the Calvinists or one of those. He's just the evangelical, you know, preacher trying to save babies or whatever. And, um, you know, he conceded the point and said that that's a good point. I'm going to have to go back and think about that. 
we reached them, or she did, my friend did. I didn't, but I assisted. Um, but yeah, that are that's the kind of things that I have been trying to work on, you know, for to, to do something to help do what I can to help others reach, you know, others because, you know, I take what Cash called you out seriously as well. And Bridget, I have to give you props because the A equals C on top of my previous A is A argument. Mm-hmm. That was perfect. It was short and concise. He saw the dilemma. The head, the deer in the headlights came on and he was like, you're right. That is exactly what I'm saying, that people with mental illnesses were burning hell. And mm-hmm. that's not, I don't know what to do with that information. <laughs> I need to rethink. <laughs> that's, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's uncool. You have to think yeah. about it that way. If you beat people over the head with a clue bat, that is not going to help. It is going to make it worse. And people need to step back, reassess, think about it in a way to actually reach that person that will not drive them away, but cause the deer in the headlights. And there is no answer to you know, make that conditional because that is mathematical proof that that is exactly what you said. And there is the conflict. How do you resolve it? I'm not telling you what the answer is. That's for you to decide and just step away and say, that's just a piece to think about and do with that as you like, as you wish. I am not judging you. I am not giving you the answer to that. That's for you to figure out and just quietly walk away and let them mull it over. That is how you do it. Well, And if you can reach that one person and stop that process and make him recognize, I have no answer to resolve this. And there are no arguments I can come up that will resolve that. Um, I don't know what to do with this. It's like it's uncomfortable, but it does make you stop and think and reassess. And it might nudge you over a little bit. It might do a little bit. It might do a lot. But you will stop back and think and go, wait a minute, that's kind of wacko. What else is wrong here? And start digging. It may. It depends on whether you're inclined to dig for more or go, wait a minute. And, you know, uh, and and maybe join the clergy project and get the process started of what do I do with this information? That's a win. And that's, that's the thing that to me Mm -hmm. is frustrating, scary sometimes, mm-hmm. dealing with the people who absolutely refuse to even follow through with the simple questions. I've had a number of Facebook commentaries back and forth, mm-hmm. some of which are screen captain and put into the Facebook group, by the way, for those of you that ever thought about following us over there on Facebook, there's a good reason for it, mm-hmm. where I've gone ahead and I've, I've explained to people you're wrong about a point mm-hmm. and here's why. Mm-hmm. And the one that's coming into my head right now, I was having an argument about the video was a bunch of kids who were standing on an American flag, voicing their gripes. And somebody who was supposedly a vet came over, took it away from them and People were hailing this as a, as a wonderful thing, and I'm I'm completely completely against this because 
they've got the right to say whatever it is. They've got the right to stand on their own property. You don't like it. Tough shit. You're a vet. You should know this kind of thing, but whatever. But the guy I was having the argument with was a cop. A cop that I grew up with. I went through high school with him, and he was a cop, an ex-cop at this point. And that's important, because when it finally got to the matter of if it came down to a matter of supporting a vet who was taking somebody's property against the law versus somebody who was in their constitutional rights to go ahead and say whatever the hell they want to say and stand on the American flag because that's protected speech, which would you end up doing? Which would you follow through? Your heart because you want to support a vet or the kids because that's their legal right? And the argument that came back was, to end it, I'm no longer a cop, so I can choose for myself what I would do. That is a win, but in some ways. But it's up to them to choose. But you also have to gently remind them that, uh, you know, because I come from things from the right approach. And if people call me out because I misspeak, that is not my intent. You, if you know me and you know me well, you understand that, you know, uh, definitions are, well, not definitions, slang changes and evolves. And, you know, I can't keep up with what is current this week. Um, words do actually have meanings, but, um, you know, I understand that there are people who are all about, well, you're appropriating culture or whatever they're you know, thing is at the moment. And, you know, I do understand that there is some conflict going on. There is a dilemma. There's no good way to resolve it. Um, and I'm not going to um, engage in crusades to take people down. I am not going to beat them over the head because that does not usually work. It usually pushes them further into what you're trying to get them out of. Um, it's not kind. It damages lives. And my default setting is I start triaging things immediately and problem solving because that is what I do. Um, that is my you know, talent that I can contribute. I quickly assess the situation, um, you know, aware that there are various circles here that intersect on my wall that some people, you know, are struggling at the moment with mental issues and cannot handle it, the discussion and they have to quietly walk away. There are other people that are out for blood and I'm here going, yo, time out. It's little me. Stop it. And and I, you know, I am only one person. But if I can reach one person and get them to step back kindly and reassess and dial it down and at least think and not get defensive, that's a win. And I did well this week helping someone else navigate that situation and handling it. It was not my solution, but we were brainstorming quietly trying to figure out. And it's like, okay, and mathematical proof, ask the guy, has he had algebra? If he has, that is the starting point. And say so that this is done not out of judgment. I am not going to give you the answer to this. I will not tell you what my view is. I'm just asking you a question and showing you how would you go about resolving this and, and done it well and with style. And then she just said, that's all I ask and walked away. And that is a win. Um, in my book, um, my default is I come 
at things, you know, I mean, I'm not that naive as people think that I am. I do let a lot of stuff slide because that is my agreement with myself. I do triage and I know that if there are no good alternatives at all, either or is going to be very, very messy. My default is do the least damage as possible to the, you know, most amount of people and work it out from there and clean up and move on. That is me on damage control. And I will quietly pull people aside and give them a warning and say, blah, 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 blah. And if they keep pushing, I'm like, don't. And if they do it, it's like, okay, you had an explanation of why this is not appropriate. I asked you to dial it down off my Facebook wall. I love you and I will miss you. I do not ghost people, but we're done and I'm sorry and it hurts me. But I had to do this because I'm losing friends because of your behavior on my wall. And they are friends that I've had over decades that I have accumulated as I have grown and evolved and, you know, adjusted my thinking and struggles and shared my story and accumulated people who, you know, have responded to that story. And I do it for them and also for me. And my motivation is do it with kindness. Deborah's you know, position is I'm going to beat the shit out of Muslims. And I get that. And I feel that. <laughs> well, um, only verbally, only verbally. Uh, I mean, you, you, you get the clue back out and you start swinging and you start doing examples and you rock at it. That is your Thank need. you. Thank and, you. I try. You know, I mean, <laughs> we all have our different filters and experiences. And if you can use those to actually do something with that, then everything that you have gone through, if you can make it through, and be able to use it to help someone with that knowledge. It was not a wasted experience. It may have been bad, but you can use it to do something good with it. And that is my, that is what I do. And I do it well. Yeah. That's, um, I think that's probably somewhere where we got to see about um, wrapping that up. Well, roll, well, rolling, rolling with that a little bit. Yeah. To, uh, <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> As as we uh, as we start pulling it into the station at this point, which by the way, uh, the blue moon was actually good. By the way, well, I actually did finish. I'm glad you I'm glad you enjoyed yeah. my recommendation as a non connoisseur. <laughs> okay, next time try it with orange in it. I yeah. can't speak to that. Never done it, but I, you know, thank you, Bill Robbins. Yep. So she, we'll, we'll she go, just says it's it's a it's not bad. It's, it's okay. You've had enough airtime. Shut the fuck up now. Uh, so uh, here's since we gotta so we gotta see about kind of rolling into the station soon um let me let me kind of take that uh and and work with it a little bit for us to see about closing through uh the ideas like you said you your way of dealing is to try as much as possible to do discreetly to work through to to educate to try to lead by the nose ring if necessary to try to get people to understand what it is they're doing, where they're going, and why this is not such a good idea. We know for well heretic woman when dealing with folks with the Quran who don't want to listen, or actually any of the uh, Abrahamics, has been known to uh, how should we uh, how should we put this? Uh, School some folks. <laughs> yeah, actually, I was thinking more along the lines of um, how many times did you have to uh, haul in Ms. Ashley? <laughs> from you know taking people down 
couple times. A couple times. Yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, Tech, you and I both know full well, using the clue by four on people when necessary is really satisfying, but sometimes isn't really the nicest way of dealing with folks. There's only so much you can fix with percussive maintenance. That's true. (laughs) Sometimes 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 it's necessary. And I will be the first to admit that people tend to use percussive maintenance more than when it's necessary or appropriate. Yes. But it does have a time and place just like all other tools. And, you know, just so that somebody out there doesn't go out there and do something truly and epically stupid with a clue by four, please remember that we're speaking proverbially. We're talking about smacking somebody in the back of the head with words, not with actions or in some cases, the actions might be a demonstration of what is appropriate versus what was actually occurred, uh-huh. but not to actually take a piece of lumber or tubular reinforcement and crowning somebody. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes, very much so. But, uh, and well, Joe, your, your way of dealing with people who are exceedingly stubborn in professional life had been uh, ventilation, I think is the appropriate term for it. Uh-huh. Hmm. For those I can't see, he is, he is smirking at me and really trying to figure out how not to <laughs> uh, admit that, yes, I'm right. And it would well, be not just if you ventilation. Could... Oh, Wasn't there some fragmentation going on as well? Look, look, look. <laughs> on that particular subject, um, on that particular subject, all I can say is I, I I never pointed a firearm at someone that wasn't pointing at pointing one at me first. And that's a good point. Yeah. Second, <laughs> you you look how I deal with the more stubborn individuals. Uh, I will reference the ones who were under me, my my troop of soldiers. <clears throat> And uh, I always found if percussive maintenance wasn't enough, there's always PT. <laughs> Wonderful. By the way, I uh, will PT you all until you die. Yeah, I don't recommend that. By the way, I found out what the problem was with the uh, with the blue moon. Uh, the the reason why I spilled it earlier. Sorry, I, I know. Uh-huh. Sorry, Frank. Um, How was it yeah. You did not take that off with your teeth, did you? No, 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 no. Okay, no, no. good. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm crazy. It's <laughs> Switch that. Uh, no, I, uh, I I use the uh, I use the, the little uh, metal thingy. Yeah, no, it's um, a is it is it a is it a church key or is that a uh, can opener. How do you define that piece of equipment? Um, I, I define it as um, oh, this, a this is what gives this is what gives me my wine. Okay. It's it's a very it's a very nice unit. So we um, all have different methods, and whatever yes. works for you. That, yeah. That's his. Uh, remember, we were talking about master master devices earlier on. Uh huh. Yeah, Dude, that, that's his no. way of getting release and, pr- and pleasure. No. No, see this. 
See, it releases the pressure from the bottle, right. and then he gets some pleasure when he wraps his lips around it. <laughs> That's, his That's his bottle opener. This one's mine. Yeah. 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 So that so that we're all on the same uh, all on the same page here, and some people will understand this. Some people will want to look it up. Some people will be smart enough to know I'm not going to look that up. Tech, mm-hmm. this is a bottle opener. It is mm-hmm. not a pear. Some people who know what's gonna <laughs> You know what that is? Are you talking like the Don't just no, 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 no. Oh, yeah. I'm not even clear what I am. No. That's just hilarious. I'm just I'm a, the first I, I'm don't, 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 no, later, later, later. I, I will explain. <laughs> I will explain later, heretic woman. We, we yeah, were talking I, about I, smacking I, people I, over the back of the head with words. Well done, okay. Susan. I bow before your verbal prowess. I was just going to say, I'm well versed in, mid- in medieval torture devices. <laughs> then you know then you yes. Know um, the, the pear didn't have a pointy bit, I'm just saying. It didn't need one, and that's... Uh, the, uh, yeah. <laughs> No. Yeah, the, yeah, please don't look. I I know, especially at work. Like, don't do yeah. that at work, especially. You're, you're not supposed to take uh, medical advice from a podcast, legal advice from a podcast. However, you can accept this as golden. Don't go looking this shit up from a podcast. You don't want to because if you already know what it is, you don't need to look it up. And if you don't know what it is already, trust me, you don't need to know. I've seen a real one. I don't care. In in Dracula's castle in Romania, of course. <laughs> well, among the more mundane things there. Yes. Mm. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll talk more. We'll we'll talk when we have Daryl Ray on the show. We'll ask him about it. How's that? Is that is that better? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, that'll. that'll... I can't typos, but I that does need to be said. That is this is a disclaimer and a. Um, you know, a, a, a thing people try to quote unquote kill people with kindness. If you try to overdo it in a passive aggressive manner, that can actually cause people to click on you and, and hurt you because that is passive aggressive. Do not do that. You do not kill them with kindness. Kindness. If your uh, motivation is to push their buttons because you're being overly sweet, that can result in your bodily harm. Do not do it. And in other words, don't be real, be nice, or we will slap a bitch. Exactly. And, the- and meme, meme from where I'm from, my hometown, clever meme that came out of all, all of this situation. Girl, you got this. The Memphis Posse has you uh, because, you know, a new catchphrase that I'm claiming because I grabbed it from a friend of mine from high school that is still my friend after all of these years. And I was able to help her with an issue that I have a lot of knowledge about and solve her dilemma because this was she's new to this and she's my age. Uh, it was, wait, was it, it, is, it, is that no. masturbation? No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. No. It has to do with the United States Postal Service and certified mail and IRS and even that is not reliable. There is no reliable method these days to get that stuff to the IRS that cannot be half frauded or whatever. There is a story behind it, but she'd never had mail go missing before, especially important mail, and did not even know where to begin to resolve this because uh, 
short synopsis was the crumpled up check was returned to her with no attachments from the USPS. She has no idea where her tax information even is or what happened to it. And the IRS has not received it. And she's like, what do I do? My information's out there. And, you know, the Postal Service and and who can you trust if you can't mail it? You can't Internet. But who can you trust? And I was like, I've learned the hard way because of various reasons. These are the steps that you need to initiate to CYA. This is what you need to do to document this. This is a starting point. These mechanisms you need to put, and we're crowdsourcing some other ways to help you get through this. But, you know, the, the, the MIMFO, you know, the MIFO hood people, does whatever you want to call us, take that as you will. Um, you know, she's like, you know, the posse's got your back. And somebody came up with the best meme ever. They're like, you got this and Kelly worked it out. She doesn't mind if I say her name and best meme ever that I'm shamelessly ripping off. And, sh- you know, I don't care about the language or context, but I am using it. And if people are offended, fuck off. Um, is like, you got this, and the uh, caption, you know, the e-cards with the you know, boy and the girl that are duking it out. Somebody put on their bitch, please. I'm from Memphis. <laughs> I was like, I'm stealing that because I can claim it. <laughs> Take that as you will. I thought it was hilarious, and I stole it. Shoe. Uh, with with all of you were saying just a moment ago, I am reminded of the uh, the motto of the cleric. Yes, I'm going into D and D again. Yeah. For someone, who, yes. for someone who's for someone who has never played it, I know a lot of D and D references, and all I can say is this: my faith is the path to healing. For everything else, I have my hammer. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. I and the takeaway from all of this that I want people to have is that, you know, let people do what they're doing for reasons and do not interfere with that. And if you're going to go on a crusade, take it elsewhere, because we're busy trying to actually reach out to people and get some successes. And if you sabotage it, sabotage it. I am not responsible for those actions, but posse work is going on. And if you are sabotaging that work, they will school you. I have no control over that. And I'm not calling them in, but consequences have actions. And if something bad happens out of it, it's on you. And you brought it on yourself because we're trying to do work here. Do not interfere with our work. (laughs) You don't need to know what it is. It's none of your business. Just shut up and go away because we're busy here. And that is my skill set and where I come from. And if people don't like it, eh. if they don't know me well enough or try to get to well, you know, to know me well enough that my intentions are coming from a good place. If I happen to, you know, step on some toes, it is not intentional. It could be generational. And I got a stunning example of this just this week from my daughter. She, I was describing something. She said, Oh, that sounds like a raw deal. And I was like, why that's actually pretty good and she's like that's what i'm saying and i'm like uh 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 back in our um generation a raw deal means you're getting screwed and she's like no no no, a raw deal is good i'm like since when (laughs) you know i learned something words 
change and evolve, language does matter. Uh, labels, you know, people assign labels to themselves for various reasons. They may not be the reasons you think they are. And people are so quick to jump to conclusions that they should have like awesome calf muscles and they might need to step back for a moment because I mean, the default is to jump to a conclusion and then work, work it out. And the default should be rather to step back, assess the situation and then act. But because, you know, people just spontaneously blurt out, blurt out things with no filters or, you know, are looking to crucify people because they actually bespoke and, you know, precious snowflake things as a culture and if anybody hears me say that i'll probably lose friends on the other side and screw them but it needs to stop and my niche is not what you think it might be make no assumptions about what i am trying to do or my motivation i know what i'm doing let me do what i am well she got a bit too excited there yep I, I, I just want to kind of, I, I really want to ask her a question. It's like, Bridget, what's a filter? <laughs> yeah, well, well uh, I think the filter right now is what's going on with her ISP. She, yes, she's had a couple of times where she's dropped off from us, so uh, I'm expecting that she'll be back momentarily. Internet, so this is why you should go through a VPN. The internet just decided to say, Shut up! You <laughs> time out. Bridget or- came in and he kicked, he kicked heretic woman out. Or did I Google. win the internet? Who knows? You broke the internet. I broke the internet. Is that good you or bad? Broke the internet. I it, don't know. One don't too know. many people connected. The internet screwed up. I am not fixing this. Tomorrow is a day off for me. Right. Fair enough. <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, we just, just a shark gnawing on the world cable. Welcome back. Sorry, I can't. I'll be quiet. Yeah. Well, that was weird. Yeah, I know. <laughs> she came back, and then you were kicked in. Like, I, wait, wait. Well, I was, I was like, "Oh, hi, Brit," and then I'm like, "Wait a minute, everyone's quiet. I'm talking to myself." That's happens with my connection several times this broadcast because the ISP is being lucky. Hey, her- her- oh. her- don't feel bad. That sounds like me and most of my previous dates. <laughs> That's Oops. great. All right, so we're 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 at the top of the hour, so we got we got to see about wrapping this up. Um, Bridget, you've Said got nothing. Yes, you've got nothing else to talk to add at this point. No, just be kind to each other. You know, permiss Ashley, and be kind to yourself. Those two things are very important. Fair you enough. do what you need to do to get by, and that is all that you can do. And if you do your best, and your motivations are good. Um, you know, people who know you should, you know, step it back and take you at what you are saying and not try to, you know, take you down, go on a crusade, get your job or whatever. That needs to stop. Somebody's got to step up and help make it stop. And if I can reach one person and stop a, you know, a person from ending up in a psych ward or losing a job because I'm asking people to just step back and reassess, it matters that I was here and I did well. Good. Okay, good. Stop. I'm done. Yes, you are. (laughs) Yes, you are. I'm cutting you off. He's like, you are done, sweetheart. Snap, snap. No, it's worse. Okay. All right. For for those of you that are planning on starting your own podcast eventually one of these days, this is why you don't have demitasks before you start a show. Don't do it. 
Some people know what Demi has. Anyway, so let, let me let me go ahead and, and see if anybody's got anything that they wanted to finish off or add b- before we go ahead and just wrap up. Because I personally, right now, I got nothing. And and that's pretty much where I am. Uh, anybody want to drop anything? Otherwise, we'll just see about rolling at this point. I don't know what I missed in the first half. You, oh my, okay, all right. So first the earth cooled <laughs> and then the dinosaurs came. They got to make fat. They turned into oil. Well, before the, the earth cooled, various pieces smashed together and formed the earth. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, it was still yeah, too yeah. hot. But you're, you're he's, quoting, he's quoting a specific. Yes. Thing. I know, and I'm screwing with him. Ah. We'll do that. Gotcha. Any. Fine. We'll 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 fill you in on what you missed later. As a as a throwback to, uh, oh God, you're not going to talk about masturbation again, are you? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> as a throwback to where we started off, which uh, was masturbation. Well, even before that, uh, to to our friend Alec, uh, you're not an asshole because you belonged to incel. You're an asshole because you ran people over. Mm-hmm. That about that's, sums it up. Yeah. Yeah, that's... I feel like I could or should say something further, but you know what? There's nothing to add and at that point. I don't know. Well, how, I just, I've got something to say. Uh, well, just real quick. I don't know how the Canadian prison system works and, you know, the goings-on up there, but... uh. If your problem was that you weren't getting enough sex, I'm thinking you might have to have (laughs) you're about to have a lot more than you want. And for quite a long time, I'm thinking. (sighs) I would hope otherwise, but that's a whole other thing. Tech, go ahead. You got you got the last, I guess, at the moment. Okay. My mine is to basically the 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 wonderful newscasters who made a the analogous statement of how incels are basically men's rights activists. It's like no no no. Anybody can be a men's rights activist. Anybody can be an, uh, an a feminist or an egalitarian or whatever whatever, and not be an incel. They can also be an incel and still be one of those things. They do not equal each other. Okay. A men's rights activist is just a male version of a feminist. That's it. End of story. Have a nice day. Incel is something completely different. Mm -hmm. And if you don't see the difference, you're making the problem worse. I think that's a fair statement right there. And I think that's a good spot to just let it hang exactly right there. So with that, we will go ahead and close up shop. So everybody, thank you very much for being part of all this. Yeah, we didn't exactly go where I was anticipating, but what show does. (laughs) So thanks with, uh, with being with us. And we hope that we found something worthwhile for you to think about and give you something to really consider for tonight, especially with how, with how this particular news story has really hurt a lot of people and really brought some people to really question what's going on for themselves. So let me go ahead and uh, thank everybody as usual for coming on out tech. 
thank you very much for your time. You have yourself a safe trip home, huh? Oh, I, I'm going to be here for several weeks. Uh, this is not going to be the first show that I'm doing from here. Oh, well, okay then. Yeah. Yeah. You. Where? Where is here? You sound different. I'm just on my phone because I don't have my home system in front of me. Ah. I'm house sitting for my friend. I figured you were. I just wasn't sure. Yeah. And I'm also making a uh, homemade onion soup. So right now I'm just waiting for the onions to reduce. And this whole house smells like caramelized onions. It's amazing. <laughs> Good uh, and Hey, I'll bake bread before he gets back. That way he doesn't smell the onions. Tech. <laughs> don't, don't judge a man on his, tea, uh, don't judge the man on his tea kettle because, uh, I, I loaned somebody a coffee pot once. And by the time I got it back, it had its own ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see, I don't loan out things I don't want back. I just give them away at that point. Good, because there's uh, there's plenty of opportunity for somebody to, I don't know, get uh, get um, antibiotics from it. But that's that's a whole other thing. Joe, thank you for being here and and on time. I should say because. Mm. Um, I gotta blame the other two for not showing up on time. So uh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't show up at all last week. So it did, yeah. Did, it did. yeah, but, but uh, it, it, I, I'll say this much: mm. don't 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 knock, don't knock the penicillin. Uh, <clears throat> I, uh, but a big problem that I think we have today is that not enough people expose themselves. Oh, you know what? Allow me to rephrase that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not enough people. No, not enough people get exposure to uh, bacteria and such. Uh, I, 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 and like George Carlin himself, I, I reminisce about the old days where we tempered our immune systems in literal shit. Yeah. Keep that in mind that way. Uh-huh. Bridget, thank you uh-huh. very much for your time. And uh, I'm, I'm sure that we will have much to discuss uh, when we get done. Oh, I will. And I will be um, updating the blog as soon as I am able to, you know, put things into a clean format to, you know, offer, you know, some context as to what the issues are. And it's not going to be a call out kind of a thing that is not needed. Um, Things, you know, are okay. Just do not cause any harm after, you know, to, to anyone right now. Um, because reasons and you know more will be divulged as i am comfortable sharing and so um do be looking for the blog to have an update as soon as i am able to you know compile different bits and pieces um coherently and give an update but you know everything is okay um you know there are some things going on that i'd rather not divulge publicly you know and there are reasons and just accept that at face value and do nothing. Okay. How, how very Hippocratic of you. Exactly. Because that is the hat that I do best. I do it well. And that is also a coping mechanism for me. And so I'm juggling several things at one time. I'm doing very, very well considering, and that is my niche. And that is why I'm here. Fair enough. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. And I'm, I'm sorry that some of it was kind of messy, but there are reasons and they are good ones, but the world does not need to know at this point what they are. Fair well, enough. it's like masturbation. It can get really messy. 
Yes, it can. Uh, now, a heretic woman. Yes. You've got uh, you've got things that you are going to be doing soon, like yeah. in a day or so. Well, in a day. Oh, well, I have a birthday party to go to tomorrow. Congratulations. This makes you, what, 53? 39. Ah, I, I've already dropped one F bomb, buddy. And I have <laughs> several over more than I It's used our to. good friend Philip's 30th birthday. Ah. Uh. Yes, who's a an XJW, so he hasn't got to celebrate many birthdays. So we're, and he's a new dad just before Christmas. So we're we're just gonna go and chill out with him. So and his, his so his life is just spiraling out of control. Well, it's funny. Our our good friend Greg that I was hanging out with tonight, he he kind of because he he got out of being a JW and he he joined the the local Toronto atheist group and he ended up with our other good friend Cristala. They've been together for a couple of years now. They just had a baby. They're engaged, and and my friend Greg says that you know. Phil's like a guy who just got his first driver's license. And not only did he end up as a, with a Ferrari with for his first car, but he knew how to drive the Ferrari. <laughs> so, yeah, because Crystal is a lovely lady and they're very lovely together. And she, she's a little bit older than him. So we, we just kind of joke about it. <laughs> It's like first try out of the gate lands himself a hot fiance and a new baby. <laughs> so way to go, Phil. He's turning 30. So that's tomorrow. I'm I'm headed to Calgary in two weeks. I'm sorry. No, no, no it's good reason. I'm gonna go. Well, I got to see Dallin last week because oh, no. he was here, and then uh, I'm gonna go sleep on his couch for a weekend. So that's fun. See the the Alberta Secular Conference. So I'm excited about that because Calgary will be the furthest west I have ever been, like ever anywhere. <laughs> so that that's exciting. Unless you count like if if you count like. Going to Romania from the opposite direction, maybe yeah. you call that west. I don't Co think it Korea works is out the like Korea is the farthest west I've been, and you know I went so far west I had to go east. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> Fair enough. So there's that. But you got a show to do, don't you? Yeah, I'm. I'm. We don't actually have anything specific planned this week, so I'm. I'm up in the air whether I want to take a week off or not. We'll see. So, okay. It's it's one of those deals where, you know, we didn't have a guest lined up yet and um Morgan's up to her eyeballs in finals and prepping for, you know, writing the bar. So she's kind of offline for a bit and so we'll see if Beth has anything she wants to delve into or if I'm feeling lazy, but uh, you know, we, we've got lots. If you want to see our our show that we did about incels with Dr. Schloss, um, that's, of course, up on the, the YouTube channel. Uh, as I said, we were absolutely floored when we like I got off the air and, and, and found out that 
this guy was claiming to be an incel. And I messaged Dr. Schloss right away. And I was sorry, I have to, to drop this, but he said, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> all, all I can comment is, doctor, I mean, no disrespect, but it does sound like a euphemism. Like, I, I just had a session with, you know, Dr. Jägermeister. Yeah, <laughs> Dr. Schloss. <Yeah. laughs> he does, he does. <laughs> uh, doctor, doctor, uh, Vi- you you read it, uh, Weinstoffer, Schlegelhofer. Weinstefan, Weinstefaner, Weinstefaner, Wine, Wine, Weinstefaner. That's Whatever. that's the only piece I remember. Wine, Weinstefaner. <laughs> I don't know, but anyway. Ich liebe mein Flammenwerfer. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll get we, we'll get the link and, and we'll drop it in the show notes so that it, it yeah, it, it, I mean, we were and and the weird thing is we actually talked about the van attack at the beginning of the show, and we were just kind of saying yeah, it's really you know tempting to say it's probably another Islamic extremist, but we don't know and we shouldn't speculate. And I think I said for all we know, it could be some guy who you know, his, his partner cheated on him and found them on the sidewalk and, and went after them. We don't know. And then to find that out was just like, are you kidding me? Like, I don't like, we had that show planned a good three weeks in advance. And just because I thought it was something that we should be aware about. And lo and behold, I was very right. (laughs) Unfortunately. For sure. And of course, you can always uh, check out my lovely Quran reading at fullquranic.com. Because, uh, you know, the Quran's always a barrel of laughs, too. <laughs> True enough. Because, you know, we know Allah just loves women, too. Not so much. Yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a really bad joke I'm not going to make right now. We'll deal with it later. <laughs> um, damn it. Uh, Joey's going to understand this and appreciate this. This is not one of those setups where I can turn off the stream and turn on the mic for just the hosts and not have it go out for everybody. So I can't go ahead and say, damn it. Uh, it's a whole thing. Anyway, we, we got we to gotta get out of here because we're, we're dragging our feet on this one at this point. So thank you for being part of it all. Uh, if you'd like to become part of the group that just listens to us, Please take a swing over to holycrapthevlogcast.com, and over on the left-hand side, you will see the link for the audio-only podcast version. Thank you, Dallin, for all the stuff that you end up doing on that. And if you would like, all of our social media links are also over there. If you'd like to leave an email, uh, if you'd like to leave a voicemail message, I should say, you've got, you can use the line at 859-HCTV-554, 859-428-8554. We'll be looking forward to talking to you guys again next week. Uh, best of my knowledge, everything should be on. Uh, there's stuff that's going to be going on I need to uh, keep track of because there's there's stuff, but we will see what happens. Anyway, uh, all you guys that were over there in the live chat, thank you very much. Trip and I did see that you were over there. Stephanie, I don't remember if I greeted you or not, but hi and bye. And uh, TD, thank you very much for hanging out with us for a little bit. And yes, apparently Blue Moon is worthwhile i have never drunk a white belgian before i don't know that i'm gonna make a habit of it but it wasn't as bad as i thought it was gonna be so 
you all have a good laugh at that. In the meantime, we'll be seeing you guys soon. Please take good care of yourselves and please be safe out there. With everything else, we're a little worried. But in the meantime, as always, I wish you all the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And of course, as always, for my lady, too damn long. I'm still in love with you. Not today, Fujin. I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. Till the next time we get together, everyone, as always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment on the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Google Plus pages. Theme music provided by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. On behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.